welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. And I guess I could do this again. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Uh, inside Joke, a podcast that's not going to be released because I did a terrible job setting it up. Brandon was on, and so I did like this whole thing. I'm like, oh, Brandon's back for the first podcast, and in a year, he's back for it. And now we can't do it. <laughs> Anyways, Brandon's back. I hope you're happy, Julie. The only other person... I think you like Brandon more than me. I've, se- I've seen you, Julie. You've stopped listening. I know. I know. <laughs> Anyways, two people on today. Don't plan on this taking too long, but we're going to be spoiling and talking about our feelings of Avengers Endgame. I think we're all very emotionally touched by it. Uh, this is 11 years in the making, 22 movies, all culminating with this final sequence that will lead to more movies. So it's not actually the final sequence, and it will continue forever. So I just want to start off really quick with uh, initial thoughts from everybody. I personally loved it. I think it's one of my favorite Avenger movies. Um, it did a lot of fan service, but at the same time did a great job of not doing all of the the things that... They did it in a way that it was fan-serving, but not over the top where, all right, everybody's going to survive and everybody's going to come back. Like, there were some tough moments that were hard for different people. And then, for the most part, though, I don't know if I could have wrote a better script. Mainly because I'm not a screenwriter. Oh, by the way, we have Brandon and PJ on. (laughs) PJ, you might remember from uh, the running podcast that we did like a year ago. So, welcome back, PJ. It's good to have you. I actually haven't ran since then. <laughs> have you really not? No, you did. He, he did the half marathon. He's a liar. I haven't really run since the half marathon. <clears throat> but I look great. <laughs> look better than ever. He does look. He's lost a ton of weight. At so least in, 10 pounds. Initial thoughts for me, uh, it was great. I would say uh, until this film, Rogue One was my best theater experience I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and I've kind of held that as the gold standard. Uh, I'm talking theater experience. I'm not talking about, you know, qualities of the movie, epicness or whatever. But, like, sitting down in that movie theater um, is the best, uh, best time in a cinema for me. Like, really. That's really pretty crazy. It. And I didn't, I didn't think I would go into it that much. And it kind of snuck up on me, right? Because Captain Marvel came out just a few months ago. And, and they really were hushed on the promo for this, so it was cool. I mean, it w- it was it was a treat all the way around. I'll get more specific, but now I would have to say the same for me. Uh, I really appreciated the the homage that they paid to a lot of the former Marvel movies. And again, agreeing agreeing with PJ, the the whole theater experience, everyone you can tell everyone was there because they've been in this ride for the last, like, 11 years. Like, we, we've all been a part of this journey culminating of all of these movies, and uh, it was great to feel and be a part of the fan reactions for a lot of uh, important and significant moments throughout this movie. Uh, generally, I loved it, and I thought it was a very fitting semi-conclusion to, well, closing a lot of chapters. But uh, obviously, we know there's going to be more Marvel films, and I'm excited for those as well. What was crazy about it to me, to oh, actually, really quick. So they, all the uh, homages went to dinner yesterday with a guy, and we're like, we're talking about it. It's hilarious to hear all of his complaints. She's like, I don't, I don't under because he's from the south as always. It's like I don't understand why I don't understand why Captain America could wield Thor's hammer. I was like, oh, that's a callback to Avengers: Age of Ultron when he was the only one who moved it, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. So I would say maybe do a little bit of reading up uh, or watch some of the movies. So I don't know. I've watched like every movie like two to three times. So I feel a little bit more knowledgeable about them. Definitely not as knowledgeable as like the most knowledgeable person in the world, but there's a lot of cool things. And then the other thing that pissed me off, which is unrelated. He goes, man, you know, it had been great because we had just been talking about the Avengers. And then somehow James Spader came up. He's like, you know, it'd been great as if they could have got James Spader for, for one of these movies. I'm like, they did. (laughs) In Age of Ultron. Did you not watch that movie? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I love James Spader. Anyways, spoiler alert there. Yeah, I actually I saw it, man. I actually saw a tweet this morning. Uh, it was a Deadspin article about a complaint of Avengers Endgame saying, 
Avengers Endgame didn't do well at pleasing like the non-fans. And someone had retweeted the retweeted the article saying, imagine picking up a, a book with 22 chapters and you read chapter 22 and you're upset that they didn't explain the first 21 chapters. <laughs> That's hilarious. Exactly. Because for the most part, I'd say... And there was a lot of people that are going to it because they want to be part of the conversation, but it's hard to be part of the conversation when you've literally only seen, what is that, 5% of all the movies, yeah. basically. It's a long one, three hours, but I kind of, with PJ, I don't know if I'd say it's my greatest, I don't know if my if I'll ever change my best cinematic experience. Uh, I, was, I was five years old, it was 1994, and that, that movie was The Lion King, also the first movie I ever saw in theaters. But I just have so much nostalgia for for that particular that particular movie. All of that being said, three three hours flew by. It was so fast, and I did not think this would happen. I am not a fan of Thanos anymore. <laughs> I was really surprised by that. I like the way that Thanos positions himself in Infinity War. I had no qualms. I was like, yeah, that's fair. We're using all these resources, destroying them. If that means that we have to cut our population in half, I understand the logic of it. I, if like as far as the execution of it, I think people can agree, disagree, like how it was fair. He just snapped his fingers, whatever. But then in this next one, he just comes out and like, "You want to know what? I'm just gonna kill y'all." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, well now you're pure evil." So Thanos, sorry, I no longer like you. But going into how uh, they did the story, into your point, Brandon, of how like they tied back into it, how do you guys feel about that? I love that. It went back to basically three movies, right? So it went back to the original Avengers movie. Then it was a callback to Infinity War with uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. And then the last one was back to Doctor Strange. And they uh, also Thor Dark World. Anyone? Yes. They went back yes, to... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, which oh, is, that was so great. Uh, of the... I know. Like, of the, the Thor movies, technically my least favorite Thor movie, but Whoa. that was... That was the one where they had the red aster, you know. That was the one where they actually had the Infinity Stone in the movie. But I loved uh, the mom. Yes. Yep. There was a lot of like good fam familial things in this one. Mm -hmm. Just for your listeners, and because I like to uh, make fun of Brandon, it's ether. What did you say? Did you say ether? I said the red aster. I think the aster. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't know what aster is. What's aster? Do you just make up a I word? Don't know. <laughs> Well, like, if you look at how ether is spelled, ether is spelled like a really weird word. Oh, it's not E-T-H-E-R? Uh, I honestly have no idea. We should look it up. This is a Google. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think Julie would look it up? <laughs> Julie, can you look yeah. it up for me? We're live, we're live streaming this on Facebook right now. Oh, I think you're right. Ether? I have no idea how to spell it. I have it as A-E-T-H-E-R. A-E-T-H-E-R is how I have it. Yeah, see, that A is weird. If there was an yeah. S in there, I would have understood aster. <laughs> Uh, Astered. I was just going so fast. I didn't want to stop. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry. But on the there are numerous amount of father son, father daughter, mother yeah. moments in this movie. There actually might only be two, but it felt like a lot more. Is it just two? Is it Iron Man's kid? Oh no, Ant Man's too. Yeah. So they have that scene. So just like a brief synopsis. Well and and Iron Man and his father. Yeah. Were a tough, oh, I think I think there's three for Iron Man. There's Iron Man and oh, his dad. Oh wow, yeah. Tom Holland, uh, Spider Man Ooh. with Iron Man, yeah. and Iron Man Mr. and his Stark. daughter. Mr. Stark. I love the uh, what would you call that? Like the antithesis, basically, of that. It was almost the exact same scene, but just flipped uh -huh. with uh, Spider Man and, and Iron Man. Spoiler alert. We'll get into it. That was really tough for me, uh, but I was reading up on this. So you know how Doctor Strange says there's only one out of 10 million possibilities for this? Mm -hmm. Super cool. And I, I, I had picked up on this because I was just like, well, that's super lucky that that just happened during the movie. It was when the mouse touches the button. Mm -hmm. yep. So that's the one time that it worked. All it required was, which is kind of cool to me, because what that means is no matter what the Avengers were going to be able to do this thing, no matter what, and the dependence that they had on like this seemingly unimportant thing, a rat in order for, or mouse, whatever you want to call it, in order for all this to work. So just so, so everybody knows, if you haven't seen it, 
Ant-Man's stuck in the quantum realm in the van, and then this rat just steps on the right button to bring him back. And for somehow Scott Ant-Man has all of this knowledge to be able to time travel now. And I, I'm just amazed how easy it was for Iron Granted, I know, three hours. Iron Man all of a sudden is like, I, th- I figured it out. Time travel. I figured out time travel. Had you not been trying to figure this out the last five years, Robert? Can I just say it's weird that Ant-Man uh, is kind of portrayed as, I don't know, he's kind of like, he's comic relief, right? So naturally you're going to skew a little bit dumb. But isn't, like, Homeboy super smart? Like, didn't he, like, rob yeah. a, a huge company through, like, cyber hacking and stuff like that? So I don't know. I, I think he's just playing, playing dumb sometimes. Seriously. Yeah, and graduated from MIT, I wanted to say I've heard that. I that university. Yeah. I think Iron Man was <laughs> Is he smart? He did go to MIT? Uh, I would, I'm going to have to fact check that, but I felt like he had – I am not. I don't know. I don't know. But, yes, he, he went to MIT. <laughs> so Ant-Man comes out. It's great. They figure out how to time travel, and then they just go on this – journey of nostalgia like how in in this in this time where so many movies and television shows are all homages to like the 80s 70s or just redoing movies over that have already been done this was like kind of the perfect perfect like a throwback to like like we've been talking about they have to go back to every single movie and figure out how to steal the infinity stones from certain time and then bring them back to the to the new gauntlet that Iron Man has created, and they do it fairly easily. I mean, there's a little bit a little bit of stress there, but like Thor gets his pretty easy. I forget who he goes. Rocket, I guess Rocket gets it. I love all the people that came back for the movies. Yeah, Natalie Portman did not. If if you if you want a shocker for me, I was very surprised that she was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty unless that was like old. Footage from the previous movies? No, people had said, or at least seen her at the. There, she was at the red carpet premiere, and when I people were saying like, "Oh, if they saw that, like, oh, is she going to be in the movie?" and there was a lot of confusion around that, so it had to be her if she was at the premiere. And I thought she did a wonderful job. She probably got paid a million dollars just to just to take a nap and wake up. Dude, (laughs) Robert Downey Jr. has been making bank on all of these. That said, some he had his deal has like a percentage. Of the box office, and it's like, yeah, on the last Avengers one, he probably got a hundred million dollars. I'm like, yeah, that homeboy got like five percent of the take. Well done, Robert Downey Jr. Well done, but that's kind of sorry, sorry, I, I, I went off on a tangent there. Um, so all of the all of the people going and getting all of the Infinity Stones, I felt like that was. Great. Everyone gets to see some old characters that they've loved, some old storylines. Thor has this very tender moment with his with his mother, and this was once again going back. It seemed to be a big factor of the entire movie. Um, so Robert Downey Jr. Sorry, Iron Man. Iron Man has a has a child who just the cutest little relationship. Just a great dad that Robert Downey Jr. I love it so much. Um, it ends up being really sad. In the end, because as you all know, by now, Iron Man does die at the end of the film. I wanted to get kind of your guys' opinion on that. I felt like it was good because, like, obviously they had to kill some major characters, which I felt like I was expecting more, honestly. So we get Black Widow, like, literally Black Widow and Iron Man. Right, Cap? He's not dead, though. Like, he's an old man. Steve Rogers is dead. He's an old man. Yeah. He'll, he'll die fair, soon. Fair enough, yeah. He's, like, in his he's like like, in his 70s. He's probably, like, a counselor now to the Avengers. Um, yeah, so not as many people died as I think we all thought would die. But talking about Iron Man specifically, I want to harken back to Infinity War when Thanos and Iron Man are duking it out. And... It's a pretty great fight, and for half a second, you think Iron Man might win it, and he does not. And Thanos trashes him and basically says, uh, I respect you, and I hope that the world remembers you after this is all done. And to me, like that, 
many things came full circle in this film, but that was like a big thing at the end, especially when he goes, I am Iron Man, basically. And, and he is kind of, he is kind of like what, um, you know, the whole Batman thing, like I'm, I'm the hero of the world, uh, needed, but didn't deserve. Cause again, he calls out like this was his plan. Like he could have prevented this five years ago if they would have let him have his like space strategy that he talks about in Avengers two. Age of Ultron. Uh, so I thought it was really pretty, really well done. Um, and almost like, you know, it was sad because part of you thinks maybe it didn't have to go down this way, but it did. And uh, when, who is it? Is it Pepper that's saying at the end, like, it's okay. We'll be okay. Things are okay. Yeah. I think that was for the audience, too. Like, <laughs> like as he was dying? Yeah, yeah, like we all needed to hear this because all of us were like, He's not, he's gonna pull through. You'll pull through. And I feel like Pepper was telling us like, no, he's not. But but it's okay. We're okay. Yeah, it wasn't to that. It wasn't until she said that that I thought he was for sure. I was like, there's gonna be some like random thing. Right. Doctor Strange is like, oh, we just gotta go back like five minutes and it'll be fine. But ultimately, that was something that was kind of confusing to me. Why didn't he die quicker when he uses the Infinity Gauntlet? Like he snaps his finger like. Because Thanos gets severely scarred and burned, and Thanos is a god. Like, what does he call? What does he? Does he have a, a titan? He's a titan. He's a titan. Yeah. Dr- the answer to that is drama. I think. Touche, touche, touche. Because I'm pretty sure that would have just killed him. Who's the other person that Hulk, Hulk. Hulk does it, and he gets and severely he burned. Wait, what was the Hulk snapping for? Uh, his was bringing everyone back to life. And then Iron Man. Oh, was gotcha. Killing. Yeah, gotcha. Which, speaking of everyone coming back to life, all the tears, all the tears were welling up when the... Also, how many wizards are there? I don't know what they're called. Warlocks. What are they called? <laughs> Doctor Strange's. Doc- <laughs> I believe they're called DS. Because there was like a billion of those circles, yeah. Yeah. That, and they all showed up. By the way... Uh, one big critique of it, speaking of Doctor Strange, the fact that What's-Her-Name, Baldy, got more screen time than Benedict Cumberbatch kind of makes me upset. Yeah, yeah. The other, you know, the other Doctor Strange. Sorcerer Sorcer- Sorcer- Supreme. Sorceress Supreme Burger. The ancient Sponsor one. of the podcast. The yeah. <laughs> because I love Benedict Cumberbatch, and he was, did he say anything? Like, I'm sure he had a few lines here and there, but it was pretty much just like, just raising the finger that one time to let him know this is the one way or whatever. That was a great finger. That was a great finger. Scarred finger. <laughs> he also had the line of, uh, I can't tell you or it won't happen. When Iron Man is asking him, is this the one? He's like, I can't tell you or it won't happen. That was like, I think legitimately his He's probably right. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was, that was very accurate. But when all of those people, I think the, I'm not even a big Black Panther fan, but when I saw him and his crew rolling, that was pretty impactful. When he was all like, Ibombay! 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 And the the relay race, the relay race with the gauntlet, with uh, Tom <laughs> Holland passing it off to, I should be using their names, but Spider-Man passing it, <laughs> off to, uh, Black, passing it off to Black Panther. Like, that was, if I was going to nail it down to a scene for a c- cinematic experience, that entire battle is potentially my favorite battle of all time. And this is just coming fresh off of watching the Battle of Winterfell in Game of Thrones. And I'm including the Battle of Pelennor Fields. I'm including the... Uh, Endor? And, and Endor. I'm including everything. I think it's the best battle I've ever... Just because of all the emotion that went into it. Like, oh, all of our favorite characters are dead, and then boom. I do like that they did give the screen time back to our original Avengers, giving them to have a lot of... A lot of uh, a lot of time on it, but yeah, we're like ultimately it was the f- a lot of the final battle was like them three fighting Thanos for a good portion of that. Oh, yeah, oh, so cool, so good. I hate Thanos, man. I don't, and there was no, I wasn't happy to see Quill. That didn't make me happy. Him coming back. I'm honestly not a big. I don't know if I'm a big that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. fan. Although the As Guardians of the Galaxy. Great line, Thor. Great line. So do you guys expect with that, like, Thor is going to continue with them just traveling through space? Like, Yeah, that one surprised me. Uh, 
I was going under the impression that like, oh, the OGs, the original three are dying. Like I, just, I, legit, I thought like all three are gone. I'm just gonna expect them all to die. Uh, I was surprised that they've integrated him with the Guardians of the Galaxy. It would be weird if he wasn't in the third one, and they just like wrote him off as like, oh, he just he hitched a ride with us and we dropped him off at uh, like Frostguard or whatever it's called. Yeah, what's kind of weird for me is I don't know if I need to watch any of these movies in theaters again. Like going to your yeah. point, PJ, that is like the greatest cinematic. Like I don't know how you top it. Not only do you have some of the coolest, my favorite Marvel characters in it, but you've got whoever casts, whoever was casting these roles, I'm sure there are other people that could have been in it and it would have been fine. Really, the, the biggest thing was casting Robert. Kudos to Sony or Fox or whoever um, did that first Iron Man film because getting Robert Downey Jr. set the tone for the rest of everything. We can, we've seen how bad casting can go. Just look at DC. And all the movies that they've created. Wonder Woman, wonderfully cast, but besides, and Superman, there's some stuff I don't like. But every Marvel one, there's like, there's not a single person like, it would have been better if they had this actor play this. Except for, I think, Matt Damon would have been a great Loki. <laughs> would have been a great Loki. He would have been fab fabulous at that. Because, and I love all these characters now, and now, now they're gone. Some of them. Yeah. So... I, I've been seeing a lot of stuff online that's like, you know, hey, here are problems we have with the movie. And to me, I feel like that's, you know, it's too, like, let it sit for a week. Can we just be happy about it? Um, but I assume this episode will be published later than a week. So I'm going to voice a problem. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> because PJ, unlike everybody else, has had enough time. Like, normal people, it takes about a week. But for people like PJ, five days max. <laughs> he doesn't need the full seven. <laughs> so... Uh, the the arc of Thor being fat the whole movie. You didn't like that. So I I feel like we fat got shaming. all of our jokes out in in like his you know rundown house in New Asgard. We all had our laughs, and I two hundred percent expected them to go to the time machine, do exactly what they did with Ant Man, where they made Ant Man an old man and a baby and whatever, and like, hey, here's five years ago Thor. And we'd say, oh, good, he lost his gut, he's handsome. Uh, I don't care, give him long hair, short hair, I don't care how that part of time travel works, but, like, <laughs> I just got... Uh, I don't care how it affects physical appearance except for body gut. fat. Yeah. Body fat is the most important thing for me in time travel. Ugh, it was uh, it was a little sad to see that. And, but then they kind of, like, resolve it. It's like, but the lightning struck him, it braided his beard, and we were suddenly all okay with the belly fat. And, like, so I was happy with that, but I was carrying some stress. Like, when he was talking with his mom, I was like, man, she's probably... So worried for him? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're... All right, so you're an alcoholic, out of shape. Good <laughs> thing you're a god, because you would have diabetes if you were if you were not a god. I just want to... Like, that would have been great if Rene Rousseau would have said that. It's like, hey, hey, yeah, you should probably lay off of that. Just so you know, our family does have a history of stroke. Remember your dad. He had a number of strokes in the Thor movies. <laughs> And depression. And depression, because, because Loki was his child. Um, Adopted. I think that's what's kind of great. And I don't think anybody's going to... I don't know if anyone's really talked about this. So Loki's dead for real, everybody. Like, he's not, he's not coming back. But he's got that show. Like, he's, he's got a show. Oh, the one on Amazon? It's probably going to be a, a prequel. You think so? I would assume so. And I'd it's just okay his... The shenanigans in Asgard. Yeah. It's, that's oh, what it's that, going to be called. Yeah, it's going to be called The Shenanigans in Asgard <laughs> featuring Loki. Yep, and like uh, Chris Pontius is going to be on it, Steve-O, Johnny oh, Knoxville, all the jackass guys <laughs> are going to be on it. What crazy things will we do? <laughs> nah, lo lo Loki just kicking people in the balls. That would yep. be – I would pay – I would, I would, I would get what a subscription to whatever that's going to be on Disney. Is that going to be on Disney? Yeah, Bam Margera's parents are going to be on. <laughs> <laughs> uncle, the uncle dude uncle too. Don uncle Don Vito. It's going to. I'm very excited for that show that you just described. <laughs> oh, but as as far as problems go, I don't even think I've had enough time to think about it because. I I mean, there's little things here and there, but overall, did, what other plot holes were there? I mean, that's not even a plot hole. No, yeah. yeah. The only other one that, again, I haven't even fully researched. So they have a, a new set of time travel rules, which they quickly explain. And I didn't fully grasp the first time Hulk was you know, going over it. Well, 
it made it seem like they can go back in time, but they can't change their current timeline, or at least it wouldn't change their current timeline. And to do that, they had to go back, take things, come back, and then go back and deliver them the exact same moments. Uh, but that's all they could do. So I was confused with Captain America, like, staying. And then ending up in that same timeline, like, their timeline. Old. Old. And that that's the one where I was like, but I, I was at, I was fully invested. And I was at a moment where I was like, I don't care. This movie has been amazing to me. So I haven't thought of it. I do. I like the callbacks. So you're telling me all of the time travel rules that you have are based on Back to the Future? I love when they, <laughs> I love when they reference other, other films in it. But yeah, I don't understand exactly. I'm glad he got to go be with Peggy. Is that her name? Peggy? Peggy Carter. Okay, I have a thought on Peggy. So, so Captain America, the first Avenger, ends at 1945, we assume. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't like I suck at ages, but I don't know. She looks like 29, early 30s in that movie. Uh, then we have this uh, visit to 1970, and she looks about the same age. Maybe she's aged like yes, five like or Cap- six years. In America's in the in her office. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it was like, uh, please just do something. Like, give her like one wrinkle or so. I mean, I don't know. It's been like. 30, 20, yeah, minimum yeah. 20 years. Yeah, yeah, it's been like 25 years, mm-hmm. um, and she looks the same. And, like, that's cool. Steve Rogers deserves the best, whatever. I'm happy for him. But, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I It was just – We're rooting for you, Steve. Yeah, it just seemed like an oversight. I was I was surprised. It, it was a big oversight to me. And it, it, I, I have a feeling they're like, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. probably, that's, probably like, that's probably, like, what it came down to. Like, we just – we just had to get Peggy in there because people care about, like, because literally it's tying up every single plot line from all of the movies for everybody, yeah. ultimately. Although I'd love to see Thor get back together with Jane, but yeah. obviously that doesn't work because he's chilling with Guardians of the Galaxy now. Speaking of that and weird tying up of things, Gamora, have we decided if she's alive or dead? Yes, yeah, so, well, no, we haven't, but. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be us collectively, just us three will decide. I don't care what the, sh- the movie. Uh, producers and creators to say about exactly it. Kevin will Kevin Feige will uh, will listen to us here. Uh, so my thought is that I'm confused because everyone obviously before the snap that died isn't coming back. So we have like Vision. We had essentially we had Gamora and we have Black Widow and but with Gamora's past self jumping forward in time and being that existence. Essentially, in my mind, that kind of throws everything else out the window. Where it's like, oh. Why don't we just go back and grab uh, Black Widow and go grab another uh, everybody? Like uh, exactly, go, go grab, grab everybody. everybody. Well, it's because um, like you were saying with the Captain America thing, like yeah, why was he allowed to stay? Yeah, for as long as he did. Why can't we? So why can't Gamora stay in this present timeline? Yeah, so I think it's the past Gamora that jumped into the future because there was no transporting back in time. Everyone that was snapped was like people who were on Thanos' side. So I'm assuming Gamora lived, and that Guardians of the Galaxy three is going to be them searching for like. The past Gamora in their current present. Yep. The past Gamora in their current present. Because we think she's still on Earth, just not with them. Or still in the in yes. the time. Yeah. Gotcha. Because she wouldn't have had access to go back to her original timeline. And she's just missing. I like that. My, uh, what's my biggest, crap. I was going to say what my biggest problem with the movie was. And I just totally blinked on it. And I have a feeling it had something to do with Gamora. Oh. Okay, I remember. Okay, biggest disappointment. This is probably gonna everyone's gonna be like, that's such a stupid disappointment. The thing that made me the most angry about the movie, I love the character Red Skull. And I do not feel like they did enough with him in Infinity War nor in Endgame. Like he's not a bad guy anymore. He's just this wise sage that letting know letting people know how to get the uh, soul stone. I was really disappointed with that. I, I, there, he's one of my because I just remember him. This is from 1995, Alex. Back when like X Men would do their crossover episodes with Spider Man, and like then they'd like bring in the crappy characters at that time, Captain America and Iron Man, like on for those episodes <laughs> for the for those episodes too. Yeah, but kids back in the day, X Men was where it was at, and Spider Man for Marvel, and that was about it. Um, Believe it or not, DC was actually one of the show. Yeah, yeah. Back in my day, and uh, Bob Kane. uh, (laughs) Crap, where was I going with this? 
Oh, and like Red Skull was like the main bad guy they would go against. And I always had such a respect for him as a bad guy. And then now it's, all right, uh, Captain America's over and you are ban- And wh- why is he there? Does, do we, do, was that ever answered in Infinity War? Why is he chilling out there? The only, the only way I can think of it, uh, so they don't answer it, but at the event, end of Captain America, he's in that ship with Captain America and he's holding the Tesseract. And it's essentially the space stone, and it transports him up into space. We don't know what happened. The assumption is that he was transported somewhere. Could have been transported right to Vormir, and then that's. And he's just been there for forever, floating uh, around. Yep. When did he learn how to float? (laughs) (laughs) When is that explanation going to uh, going to be given to us? Going back to just the stones, I am so impressed with how much credibility they gave to like all the stones. So like. Like how important they all are? Yeah, but like not just that like when you get them all together, you're a baller. You can do whatever you want. But like if you pay attention, especially in Infinity War, like which ones light up when Thanos uses them? Uh, like the reality stone, like with the bubbles and stuff like that, like that gets activated. One of my favorite things in this movie is when Captain Marvel, which by the way, where were you? Um, Seriously. When Captain Marvel's fighting Thanos, uh, and, and he's about to snap, and she's like, I don't think so. And he's struggling because she's as strong as him for some reason. Um, he pulls out the purple power stone out of the gauntlet, and boom, socks her across the map. It was just so cool. Um, and I just love that they, because, like, you know, I'll watch that probably one day with my parents, and my dad and mom will not know or care what that why that happened why yeah. that happened but like to me it's like that's very cool thank you joe and anthony russo hey they're trying their hardest for you pj <laughs> joe and anthony russo friends of the podcast that's how i know that <laughs> what i'd like to do is end with talking about uh, a little bit more about the death of robert downey jr uh also known as iron man also known as tony stark <laughs> And all of like the the feels that I got when Happy at the funeral is sitting with uh, Iron Man's daughter, who is just adorable, adorable relationship throughout the entire thing, and she says, "I like cheeseburgers." Before Happy even responds to her, I just go, "I thought this." I'm like, "Iron Man likes cheeseburgers," and then and then Happy responds with. Hey, your dad liked cheeseburgers. We'll get you all the cheeseburgers. I'm getting the tingles right now, just thinking about it. And um, I think one thing that I, that I, I don't think this was intended by the – I call them showrunners because of freaking Game of Thrones – that the producers, whatever, the writers – I don't think they were thinking this, but maybe they were just how important as far as your growth goes in life, how important it is to have multiple people that you can depend on because you never know when one of those people could – and I, I, I don't even mean like parents. Like it could be like you have a mentor that's really important to you. They could die and then you're going to need to lean on other people for, for support in life. That was – I think that's why – because I don't have kids. So I have like no, no, no dog in the fight on this one. But just knowing that as far as community goes, and I think that's the overarching thing of the entire thing. Like community is vital compared to all other things. So when you try – and that's what we see. Thanos snaps his finger – the world basically goes to hell and it's like a pretty crappy world to live in how important each individual is in making up the entire um, the entire world that we live in universe if you want to say um so i just wanted to thank uh, robert downey jr's i know it's not i know it's not robert downey jr's <laughs> kid but i want to thank uh little stark girl for bringing that up um that's a, an important thing to me just in life in general and kind of piggybacking off of that is when he goes back to visits his dad. Uh, I I feel like I'm sure this is like a part of it why they wrote this in. But what I felt like really helped drive that narrative for Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. to snap his fingers and you know realize he's making that sacrifice. Is one I was surprised, uh, but I, I shouldn't have been just because he has a family. He had everything. He essentially had what he wanted that nobody else had, you know, everybody else lost everything, but he felt like he didn't. But him leaving that behind is understandable because he still had that life. Uh, He was able to experience that and have a child. But visiting his dad, 
and kind of getting that closure and something his dad said to him right at the very end when he talked about being a good father and how he could have been better and he said why he's like uh just because i was so interested in self-preservation than the good of like the common man and i think that was like the the words that like tony stark took when he was like snapping his fingers like oh i i don't have to sacrifice myself but that's like my self-preservation because i i want to survive but realizing his father was saying like that's one thing he wished he would have been like better at is not his self-preservation but like doing what's good for everyone yeah that's exactly what tony stark did man yeah so when you know we all knew that there wasn't going to be a post-credit end scene um (laughs) we were supposed to know that i didn't know did they tell us they say us i read it okay yeah yeah i should have i should have looked it up before i went but i was scared of spoilers you saw it on a monday i am shocked you didn't figure that out beforehand well i didn't want to read anything i was avoiding all the internets yeah i didn't talk to you either um <clears throat> so it's true, but but we're still waiting because we heard about the soundbite and you know we all wanted to hear Iron Man working on the Mach One Iron Man suit. But while my wife and I were sitting there uh, watching the movie, uh, we were talking about like what was cool and and uh, and I just going back to Iron Man or Happy talking to I think her name was Morgan. Morgan Is that right? Yeah. Um, I was trying to tell my wife that that was a, my like the most emotional part for me. And guys, I couldn't even get like I couldn't even tell my wife like the emotions overcame me while just trying to talk about it. Like it was it's just hard to hard to explain because I feel like um there are people out there that like are going to hate this movie um and they're going to do it because they want to do it. Like, I, I have a friend that uh, I was like, what would you think of it? He's like, well, I'm a pretty big Back to the Future fan, so it was kind of a diss to me. To see, and I was like, That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he, I know who that person is, tell him never to talk to me again. Yeah. Um, and, and he's like. <laughs> oh, it was know, Brandon. <laughs> they're like, he, we talk about, uh, you know, oh, I won't go back in time and gamble uh, on sports, which is, you know, obviously a reference to uh, Back to the Biff. Future 2, Biff. Um, and my friend is like, they, they said that that was a Back to the Future reference. That was a Back to the Future 2 reference. I was like, dude, oh my gosh. Oh. So there's going to be nitpickers. But, like, what it comes back to, like, my point I'm trying to make is for the fans that have invested time into this, um, this is, like, I feel like some people, like, like Trekkies, for example, that get really into Star Trek, I'm like, okay, settle down. Star Trek sucked. Yeah. Um, but like, and I'll watch some of it, whatever. But like, let's not read too much into it. But like, this for me and my gener and maybe Star Trek was cool one day. But like for me and my generation, like, this is it. Like, this is the big thing. And I feel like I was really gratified. I felt like I was cared about. Like while they made this, I f- like I just kept like nodding to myself throughout the movie in my head, thinking like these are my friends on the screen. These are my friends, and. It's 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 a lot more than just a good script that does that. Yeah, I was gonna. That's a really good point, PJ. When you said the thing about Star Trek, the difference between Star Trek and the Avengers series, how many Star Trek movies are in the top twenty grossing films of all time? You know what I mean? Like the fact that they have twenty two films. I could be wrong. I'll look this up. Whatever. And every single one of them, except for like the 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 first like three, grossed a billion dollars. Just shows how big of a phenomenon it is worldwide not just in the united states like this is a a truly global and it goes back to my thing that i've always said like when when is when's war gonna end on earth once we have a common enemy to fight against because we're always going to be fight fighting and um what i kind of liked with uh with with how this all ended is like we were all kind of brought together like i could talk to someone from china about this right like if, if if I could learn Mandarin, Cantonese, if they could learn English, whichever whichever way we could we have something now in common. Every single, with the exception of maybe the middle. No, I bet you it's in the Middle East too. Like with the there's like literally no exception. You could talk. Could you say that about anything else? Like Trump, you know what I mean? Like you can talk politics maybe about certain people, but as far as um, a positive thing goes, this is what we have for the for the world. So. Uh, what I'm trying to say is the Avengers uh, brought about world peace. <laughs> Almost like they privatized world peace. 
Um, but overall, I, I, I loved it. I enjoyed it so much. Do you guys have any like last minute thoughts? I'm sure like there's gonna be more conversations about this. I just wanted to get initial thoughts really quick right now. Just like so much respect for John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. for really the start of the Iron Man. Yeah. Under, I mean, I understand the the Incredible Hulk. I think technically came before. I forget many times the one with uh, Edward Norton. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is in that movie as Iron Man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. 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 Uh, anyway, so like the start, the start of this with Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau, uh, that 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 paved the way. That showed them the possibility that like. Oh, other superheroes uh, besides the originals that we're familiar with, we mentioned before, X-Men and Spider-Man, can have a place on the big screen. And we have this amazing 22-movie series because of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people had tried before. Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan, um, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, even Spider-Man with, uh, what's his bucket? Garfield. Yeah, Yeah. with the the Garfield character. Um, This was, I don't know if... Disney's doing something, but yeah, credit to John Favreau for at least doing an awesome. By the way, John Favreau, th- I, there's not a movie that he's made that I don't think of. I've loved Elf, I loved Swingers, I loved um, Iron Man. I don't think he did Rudy, but he was in it. Loved him in Rudy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, the the food one that he did, Chef, yeah. Chef that was a great movie. Um, really well done. I don't know how they're ever gonna do a compilation of films like this ever again. If it's going to be anybody who can do it, it will be. Marvel and Disney. <laughs> it will be Disney who's going to have to be in charge of it because we have seen the crashing and burning that DC DC is just like, we want to try and do this. I do think DC would have had a better chance of doing something similar to it if Christopher Nolan would have been like, yeah, I'm down for 22, 22 movies or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what other thing we'll ever have that's like this. Like hours and hours of footage that was sh- watched and paid for worldwide as it's just it's, i'm happy it's all good i'm happy yeah it's insane um and one last side thing for me because i don't think i have anything else to add on overall thoughts but a very much a tangent just christopher nolan if you do want to get involved dr strange 2 would be sick if you got involved you think christopher th- nolan would be good for dr strange yeah yeah any I, reason why uh, he loves time yeah, Christopher exactly. Nolan's the time guy. They're yeah. time. They're trippy. Um, they're visually beautiful movies. Like I just rewatched Interstellar again, and like the last thirty minutes of Interstellar is just kind of like a trip. And and I felt like Doctor Strange was a really big trip, but lacked on the story a little bit. To be fair, and Doctor Strange is my favorite Marvel super. Like there's a bu- uh, comic book sixteen oh two. Doctor Strange is like a baller in that. He's really cool. That's when I like started to love Doctor Strange, but. Anyway, total side thought. I have nothing else to add beyond you guys. It was just a gratifying, beautiful film. Yeah, and kind of just one last question for you guys. Where do you see where do you see it going? Like after this, because like it go, I go back to my thing. I don't know if I'll need to watch any more of these in in theaters. Like my childhood is over, is what it kind of feels like. Mm-hmm. Once Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are gone, yeah, you'll still have Chris Hemsworth. Like of the original Avengers, you got Chris Hemsworth, Hawkeye. Hulk. Dang, yeah. And Hulk's. How many standalone movies does Hulk have? The the one that they're like, yeah, maybe we should never do a standalone Hulk again. You have the one with Thor that was great, but that was not obviously that was a Thor one. That was not a a green monster one. You're not gonna get a Hawkeye by himself. I guarantee it. Maybe a TV series. Well, he is getting that TV yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow, I didn't even know that, and I just guessed. There's no way he was getting <laughs> no way he was getting a movie. Uh, do you know if it's gonna be Jeremy Renner? Uh-huh. Yeah, but I think I'll, he's. Yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, PJ and I were discussing this. He's going to be training the next Hawkeye. Yeah. So, which uh, I, uh, I would assume is going to be his daughter yeah. that he was for training. For some effing reason, I thought, like, when you said training, I thought, like, he was going to train the new actor. Like, this is how I did. This is how I did Hawkeye. I'm like, that's dumb. Uh, that'll be great. I, I really like Jeremy Renner. So, you have, like, Thor's the only one that you can make standalone movies with. Then you got Guardians of the Galaxy, Black Panther, I guess, if you. Uh, but. Once again, I was just talking about the original Avengers from the movie The Avengers because I'll tell you what, that was the first movie I saw when I got home from my mission because everyone was raving about it in Mexico. Like, best movie best movie I've ever seen, even better than The Dark Knight. I disagree with that now, like looking back yeah. in retrospect, but like, they were right. That was a huge movie. Loved it. 
absolutely loved it. Um, I hope there's more great entertainment coming out, but I don't know. Yeah, I think if Marvel wants to pull ahead here, they're going to have to start tugging on some C-list characters and really make them compelling to us, like Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He is an incredibly compelling character in the Marvel Cinema. He's basically Batman. He's the Egyptian Batman. Uh, I, I agree. I think, personally, I felt like Guardians of the Galaxy was one that wasn't as widely known but yeah. to make that popularized and like I thought the first movie great was casting. Great I go back casting. to great casting. Yeah. I thought the first movie was phenomenal and I think a majority of people really enjoyed that. And just like what PJ was saying, they have a lot of people to draw from. I think they're gonna they'll take their current, you know, cast list that they have, they'll add in some new ones we're not familiar with. I was actually discussing this before. Prince Namor is like the Aquaman equivalent uh, of the from the DC universe. They mentioned in the beginning of an uh, endgame how uh, Okoye was mentioning, oh, there's an earthquake underneath the Atlantic Ocean. And then uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, was just like, how are we going to handle that? And like, oh, we handle it by not handling it. Well, apparently Prince Namor is like from Atlantis in the Atlantic Ocean. And there's a possibility that like, there could be more characters they're teasing. Uh, I think they'll bring on a few of those new characters. And then they're just going to bring in another baddie for a whole new big series. Either... Galactus or Dormammu, but I think it's going to be Galactus, who's like the devourer of worlds or something. If and if you've seen like the him. if you've seen the previous uh, Fantastic, oh, I don't even know who it is for the Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. They Ooh. they technically had. We always forget the fails, <laughs> <laughs> which which I think is good on Marvel's part because since that movie didn't do well, they had Galactus as the bad guy. I go back to so, casting again. Chris Evans. Horrible. Maybe Fantastic Four is just a horrible group of characters. I think that was just really poorly cast. Michael Chiklis. All right. So what? How, this is how we're gonna cast the cast list. People who resemble the characters already. That's how we're gonna. So you know this giant rock guy. Perfect. Michael Chiklis will be great for that. You could have cast. You could have cast anyone. Anyone for that role. Because you could have just CGI'd the entire thing. But no, we gotta get Michael Chiklis because he looks like a a giant rock man. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Why did you, no, Brandon, you said, you think this could go for 10 more years? No, PJ said that. Yeah. I think they, if they just do a good job, right, like, obviously this is stupid. If they write good stories, I think they'll be fine. But it's going to be that cast as well as they've been casting and write stories as well as they've been casting. Because casting, I feel, is most important. Because even though Doctor Strange, I agree with you, story wasn't that great. I love Benedict Cumber, oh, Cumberbatch. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I will watch that. Why? Because you got Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Great. You got Sherlock doing this. So as long as they're whoever Galactus ends up being, as long as it's Morgan Freeman, they're going to be fine. <laughs> they're going to be just fine. And then Josh Brolin, too. Great casting for Thanos. Yeah. I thought he did a wonderful job. All the way, come, just this little guy started, starting out as, um, starting off in that movie with Sean, Sean Astin, oh, Goonies. Uh, Goonies. <laughs> Goonies. Now here, here, here he is. He's played George W. Bush, Thanos. He played the random dude in No Country for Old Men. He's, he's, been, he's been killing it recently. Um, oh, Cable from uh, Cable from Tomb. Deadpool 2. Yeah. I'm excited for I'm excited for what's to come, but I still go back to there's no way. I don't know how a, a true intergalactic battle like Star Wars or something. Like, I don't know how you top this movie. That's the thing. Like that that's Star Wars is the perfect analogy. Like I'm not saying it's gonna be a good ten years. Star Wars certainly hasn't been. Yeah. You know, when they brought that back. But uh I don't know how much I really don't know how much sway Kevin Feige has, but like Disney's behind it and Disney has uh murdered Star Wars too. So like I don't know. It, what's go- what's tough for me is I don't know I will still watch Star Wars films in theaters though. I don't know if it's because there's been 22 okay. films, 22 films that have happened, but I, I, I'm still going to, no matter what yeah. Star Wars it is, I'm going to go see it in theaters. True. I don't know why that is, though, honestly. Maybe it's because some of my earliest memories, as far as like going to theaters, I mean, I was 10 when episode one came out. That was a big deal. So episode one comes out in 1999, yep. 2002, you got Attack of the Clones. I'm still 13, 14 at the time. Um, so those were very um, influential in my life. But Iron Man came out like right when I was like 18, which is a huge rite of passage too. So I don't know why I, I actually I, I just solved it right now. If Iron Man came back as Robert Downey Jr., I would still keep watching. There it is. 
I think that's what it is. All of these characters, I like was already an adult. The Black Panther, like, and it, it's almost like as I get older, each character becomes less and less impactful to me. Like, I like Doctor Strange better than Black Panther just because it came out a year earlier. I think I like Guardians of the Galaxy, even though I love Benedict Cumberbatch, better than what's his name. Came out like six months before it. <laughs> the only exception to that, I will watch anything with Paul Rudd in it. So, you throw Paul Rudd in there, I might be watching it in theaters. I love Paul Rudd. Uh, but yeah. Uh, sorry, I went off on a little rant there at the end, everybody. Great movie. Thanks a ton, guys, for hopping on this. Um, I'm really excited to see what the future has in store. Hopefully, I would prefer, honestly, that they just do a bunch of TV series. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I love 10 episodes compared to, against one giant long movie. Disney Plus. Disney, Disney oh, Plus. dude, $6.99. Already signed up for it. I signed up for that before I signed up to go to Star Wars Land. That's how excited I am about it. Mm. But I am signed up for both. Do I have tickets to go to Disneyland at the time? I don't, but I've signed up for it. I'm re- I'll, <laughs> I'll make it work when it happens. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, SoundCloud, and anywhere podcasts are stored. Literally, anywhere. Feel free to email your comments to us at we want to talk about it now at gmail.com or comment on any of our social media platforms. Even better, leave us a written review on iTunes. We love you and always will. Remember, don't be a dick and let's keep being better. That's how you knew I was lying. <laughs> but this will be published after that point. So. <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, I wish I would have kept it on. You could so you could have called me out. Uh, those don't come out until tomorrow, Alex. <laughs> You're right, sir. You're right. <laughs> also, for Mandal- the Mandalorian TV show, John Favreau is one of the writers. Yeah, dude. So jo- I am so excited. Why is I it that? He, I thought he's directing too. I thought he was too. I, I thought too. So I tried to look it up, and I don't. I don't. Maybe that's what I'm, just the pilot. That's what I'm kind of confused by with John Favreau. Like, why isn't he just doing more stuff? All that. Like, he's done. He is good at everything. He's good I'd at drama. To, he's good at comedy. He's, uh, I'd have to like fact check this, but I, I I felt like I remember reading an article where like after he did Iron Man, they were like they came to him saying we want you to do Avengers, but I think he said. I did Iron Man because I love Iron Man. And I don't not, love the Avengers. I, exactly. I'm not as comfortable with the rest of the Avengers. So, like, I, I feel like he declined it because of that reason, which I, res- I respect that. I'm like, yeah, that's good. Don't, like, agree to do I it. I want money. Like, Ooh, yeah, this is going for me. Like, because he killed it with Iron Man. Like, so. He has a real respect for the art, yeah, it seems yeah. like. Like, it's not just, like, money. It's not about money for him. He actually enjoys And it's, that's probably true about most of Hollywood, I would guess. I have no idea. Um, he just really enjoys the thing he's he's doing which is great